it's time for another episode of Is This Adulthood? And joining me today is the uncomparable, the iconic. Uh, always fabulous. Gorgeous, hilarious, talented. Perfect. <laughs> Katie Jones. <laughs> Katie Jones. Guys, I'm back. I, I thought we were going to get rid of me, but lately I don't feel like that's been happening. So <laughs> <laughs> It's because you I'm... love me too much. I think that's probably it. You and your beautiful blue eyes. I'm back. And I'm actually excited about this episode because Ryan came up with all of it. Normally, I come up with all of it. So <laughs> let's see how it goes. <laughs> I think you're stretching the truth a little bit there. Um, let's cheers first off because we both have drinks. We do. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, we're doing audio only this week, which is kind of switching things up. But you know what? I'm not complaining. You know what? I think it's kind of interesting that we're doing audio only right now because obviously we like our episodes or your episodes now to be kind of timeless that you can tune into them at any time uh, of the year or the month and they see they are still relevant but because we're going into potentially the third lockdown i feel like the third lockdown for me is like resonating different like i feel like we're not going back in time for some reason like i don't think a lot of people anticipated the second lockdown and now that there's potentially a third one i feel like us doing audio only like we're kicking it back like we're going back in time like back how things used to be done Ooh, that's interesting. A little bit of a throwback. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's strange to think where we're at in this world. So why don't we kind of bring it back to how it used to be? Just two kids with a mic talking to each other about stuff we care about before Zoom and all of those great things became part of our everyday lives. Because unfortunately, the amazing tool that is Zoom only came to life when our world stopped, for lack of better terms. So now we're just talking. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it was around before, but it really became popular after that. Because I was um, working at a, uh, a company and they used Zoom before. So it's interesting. When I started, I had no idea what Zoom was. And then I was using it. And then maybe like two three months in all of a sudden everyone was using zoom and it was just a thing. And I was like, Oh, well, I already know how to use this. That feels kind of good. Well, that's cool. That's definitely like leverage for yourself. I had never heard of it. Obviously there was Skype and things of that nature before, but then it was like zoom work, uh, zoom meetings, as we all know, you know, there's so many funny TikToks and everything about how people be so excited to zoom. And then as time went on, they look good from the top being boxers by the uh, on the bottom. And then like months later, just look like shit all around. I feel like um, I'm always in boxer briefs when I'm on Zoom. Is this is your TMI? subtle way of getting someone to DM you? Like, damn, like I could DM <laughs> him and he's probably in his boxers. Uh, no, no, no. By the way, this reminds me that number one, you and I used to crowd into um, a little room and record together. So now we can I be in know. totally different cities and record. And literally we used to like, did I feel like we were sharing, were we sharing one mic or were there two mics? I feel like sometimes we were sharing one, one mic. mic for a couple episodes. No, like back in the like post-grad days. 
Oh, well, we would go in those small like booths. Yeah. I can't remember if there was two mics. I feel like back then you were still hogging the microphone. Like some things (laughs) never change. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And the second thing is I'm going to change into something more comfy. So give me a second because we're audio only. I don't have to look all dressed up. I just saw you. You looked like you were in boxers then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm changing. I was in boxer briefs, but I had a nice top on. So I will fill the air while Ryan changes. You know, guys, again, he's still available if this is getting you all excited. Um, we are going to start off, as our teaser said, with the little Nas X music video. Disclaimer, I had not ever heard a little Nas vid- like song until Ryan sent me this uh, possible thing to talk about and then I realized he was from Country Road or Old Country Road. Old but Town Road. Old Town Road but I'm I've back. never seen a picture of him obviously not following him on social media so I thought the music video was pretty interesting for multiple reasons but because Ryan this was your topic and obviously you are maybe a fan or know some previous conversation topics about little Nas X. Why don't you take it away now that you're in some comfortable tight. Oh yeah. I'm comfy. No, I just switched my top. I have a loose fitting, like long sleeve sweater. Oh, nice. Good. I my everyday look. (laughs) I got some rosé in me. Um, There you go. I'm, I'm ready to party. Well, I mean, solo, you know, but pandemic okay so let's talk about this well music video and okay actually no before we talk about the music video i want to talk about why you want to talk about why we should talk about the music video and not just because um there's it's causing a little bit of a storm on social media and on the internet you obviously felt a certain type of way about it i'm assuming uh so aside from the internet Why do you want to talk about it? Well, because I mean, that was the main reason is because it's causing such a storm on the Internet. But I personally, I don't know, maybe some people drag me for this, but I like the music video. Like when I watched it, I I didn't I don't think I knew much of the controversy. I just saw it was trending or whatever. And so I decided to watch it. And I, when I was watching, I was like, okay, this is definitely going to piss some people off. Um, because for any of you who haven't watched the video, there is, um, some people are saying that it is promoting like, uh, Satan and the devil and things like that. And I think that when I was watching it, I knew that some people were going to be upset, but it's a very artistic video. You know, and the song is very catchy. And I feel like there's so many like metaphors and like hidden meanings, right? Like him starting off and seeing this like snake, but it's like a snake version of himself and like feeling tempted. And then, you know, once he gives into the temptation, it's almost like an Adam and Eve kind of vibe in the garden. And then once he gets, uh, he gives into the temptation, I think he if I'm remembering correctly, I think he kind of almost gets in trouble for it or whatever. And then he ends up going, uh, he thinks he's going to go up to heaven, but then he goes down a pole to what seems to be hell. And he actually ends up giving a lap dance 
to what appears to be the devil. And people say it's, you know, he's dancing with the devil. I just feel like there's so much symbolism here. And um, a lot of people have, not a lot, there's a lot of people that are supporting it, but there are also people that are very upset, including a lot of conservative people, um, religious people. And basically they're saying, well, little Nas X has a big young following. You know, a lot of kids look up to him and now he's teaching them about this. And I mean, listen, you are responsible for watching your own kids. At the end of the day, they have access to the internet. If they want to watch something, they can probably find it and watch it. But you still need to teach them what's right or wrong, right? So why are you, why are you getting on Little Nas X to raise your kids, basically? Why are you getting on him and saying he shouldn't do this because kids look up to him? Yeah, I and I, an I also think like branching on that, if we're going to be talking about youth and opening their eyes to something that may or may not be volatile, depending on the parents' kind of influence or how they feel about it, is if you are trying to raise your child to have a certain type of ideology and they mm -hmm. watch that and it fits it, which may be against the music video, then you should feel maybe happy or self-validated. And if they're watching it and they feel against how you feel maybe if it's coming from like a more they can see his political side behind it i'm sorry unfortunately i guess people still live in a very outdated mindset that your children should exactly follow the mindset that you have mm -hmm. i would love to feel as though we're growing up in our world that we're okay with our children or our partners or our colleagues or our friends having different, you know, viewpoints than us. So if your child does watch it and likes it and you don't like it, couldn't you also find a way of maybe not proud because it is quite an intense music video, but couldn't you somehow find a way of being proud that your child has found a way of interpreting their own views while watching content that may not fit how you feel. I think I've kind of gone around and around when trying to express that, but my point is we don't all have to like something, but we don't have to hate each other for liking mm -hmm. things that we don't like ourselves. Yes. And it ties into cancel culture, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the episode, but you watched the video. So what did you think of the video? Well, I mean, I think that it's one of those music videos that I would, I would have, I was just busy last night, um, but I would like to watch a few times and I'd like to kind of break it apart, maybe 20 minutes, maybe a day in between watching it to kind of see it through different eyes. Cause I do agree with you. I think there's a lot of symbolism going on there. A lot of metaphors. I don't think anything in that music video was made without a reason behind it. Yes. Like you said, sliding down to hell, thinking he was going to heaven, dancing with the devil, Adam mm -hmm. and Eve being tempted by himself. I think every single thing as a lot of creative artists are, there's meaning behind every single motion and every single word. But a music video that is that powerful with that insane of a message, there isn't anything in there for fluff. I mm -hmm. truly believe every aspect of that video serves a purpose. So for that reason, I would like to watch it a couple times, maybe once in the morning, maybe once in the evening, maybe once after a glass of wine, maybe once... Like, whatever. I'm just saying, I think that 
an artist that has that much to offer in terms of their creativity, whether you like it or not, should be respected to the point of giving it a chance or don't give it a chance, but don't judge it. But don't attempt to fully understand the meaning behind such a powerful video without ever attempting to learn that meaning. Yeah, that, that, those are really great points. And I actually heard a discussion on Clubhouse about this music video. And there are some people that were, you know, for it. There are some people that were very against it. And that was one of the things that someone brought up. I think they worked in the creative industry and they and I know you work in the creative industry. I work in the creative industry. And that that the point that you just you made is something that they brought up, which is that when you're doing oh, that and kind full of- disclosure, never done the clubhouse thing so just well, pointing that out. we may have to change that i feel like katie jones should totally be on clubhouse. <laughs> sorry ryan go on no i was just gonna say that you know they said that for especially that big of a project there's nothing that is in that music video that wasn't carefully thought out that didn't have some sort of meaning and i guess they were saying that that's one of the things that i think they learned in film school or something where every Every everything that's in a shot should have some sort of meaning. It was something like that. And I was like, wow, like that's true. Like anyone that thinks that this is just, you know, some of these symbolisms in the music video are just by chance, it's just probably that just doesn't seem to be the case. You know, everything oh, abso- seems to have meaning. Absolutely. I mean, there are music videos, TV shows, films that are made that, depending on the audience, the content, the genre, not every single thing that you view is critical, is like there's so much meaning behind it. I do think in the world of music videos, that's a little bit less. Um, I think a lot of music videos are subject driven. They're point driven because they have what two and a half to three minutes unless it's one of those like green day music videos that we've seen in the past that are you know iconically 11 minutes long like the average one is just a couple minutes so uh the artist typically wants to deliver a certain message or drive a certain point but then when you see that video that we're talking about by little Nas x that is just packed with powerful either messages or disturbing content or controversial content, whatever you may depict it as it's all there for a reason. And Mm -hmm. it's not meant to be ignored. Or if you're going to ignore it, don't even come to the table with judgment, come to the table with opinion. And even if your opinion is, I don't like it. Yeah. Not because you've watched it once and you think little Jimmy might not want to go to church every Sunday for the rest of his life because you've actually examined it, learned from it, and you feel a certain type of way. Not to get overly deep. I just, I can't stand people that have incredibly judgmental opinions about something they have taken little to no effort in understanding. 100%. And we actually have little Nas X's response right now. He was definitely responding to people online on Twitter and posting TikToks about this and his response in a tweet uh, from the 27th of March was I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the bleep y'all preached what happened to me because I was gay so I guess he's talking about you know maybe religious people coming for him about this video he says so I hope you are mad stay mad 
feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. And that uh, sentiment, hey, that's deep. That really hit home to me. Another point that little Nas X uh, posted on TikTok was a screenshot of a tweet that said uh, it was from baby Huvo on Twitter. Um, and it says little Nas's music video literally portrayed the fact that he isn't bothered with the idea of going to hell if it means that he gets to accept who he is and his sexuality. And that also hit home to me because he gives a lap dance to the devil. You know, he's wearing like stilettos or whatever. He's going down a pole like, you know, maybe he can fully express who he is down there. And, you know, all of this is, you know, I think metaphorically, you know, like does little Nas X really want to go to hell? I personally don't think so, but I think it's the idea that this is what this is what a lot of people push on him for being gay. Um, and it's something that may have been taught to him when he was younger, that this isn't accepted, that he may go to hell for this. And so I think it's kind of him embracing that idea, having a little bit of fun with it. Um, and yeah, he's definitely getting people mad. But even I remember seeing a tweet that was like, y'all, like he killed the devil in the music video. Like he literally kill spoiler alert, he kills the devil. So yeah, you know. So I yeah. think there's a lot and of I think symbolism. I did here. read a, a tweet, and I don't want to misquote it, so I won't even try to quote it. But it was something along the lines of, um, either it was pertinent to him or the gay kind of community in itself. But y'all want us to go to hell for being gay, and now that we're there, you're going. Like, am I quoting that wrong? No, that sounds right. Like, I, I feel something, like I something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. And now that yeah. I'm there, you're going to judge me for it. Yeah. But OK, as yeah. much as I have found this music video amazingly interesting to talk about, should we talk about cancel culture then? Yeah, go ahead. So Ryan wanted to talk about this again. It is his episode uh, in his show now. <laughs> But um, cancel culture to me, I'm actually interested more why you want to talk about it, because for me, I've kind of learned it as a trendy term, I guess, you know, like, oh, you're canceled in terms of media or celebrities, or you're just kind of irrelevant now, or you are too controversial, like, oh, you're canceled because what you're saying is wrong. I'm not going to give examples, but wrong. Let's just use that as kind of a umbrella term or you're kind of basic boring irrelevant outdated so you're canceled that was my overall understanding am i wrong am i totally wrong am i only like slightly there what is cancel culture to you ryan i feel like you hit the nail on the head you know i think it's a big part of cancel culture is holding people accountable and i do support holding people, holding brands, you know, I do support holding people accountable for, you know, their actions or inactions or the things that they say hundred percent. I do, however, think that there is a danger to cancel culture where sometimes people on the internet start canceling someone and maybe not all the facts are there, or maybe there's just one side to the story. And I think that you know, if it's plain, you know, evidence, whether, you know, it's a video or audio clip or whatever, then yeah, it's pretty like, it's pretty obvious whether someone should be canceled at that point. Although I do think people can genuinely learn from their mistakes and hopefully, 
you know, grow from it and move past it and potentially even become an ally. Uh, but I do think that there's a lot of people that do deserve to be canceled for the things that they've done or the things that they've said, or, you know, with brands, like maybe. Can, the, can the- you give some examples? And ter- like, I think that a lot of our listeners, not all, I'm not generalizing, but a lot of our listeners probably like social media and gossipy reality Kardashian stuff. So can you, again, like I said previously, we like our episodes to say current that in three years you could listen to this and be like wow i still resonate but can you point out anyone recently that has been canceled that you agree or disagree with or if you want to be a little controversial who should be canceled i don't know if i have a specific example right now off the top of my head because i do feel like people are getting canceled every day however i just feel as though there are many people that do deserve to be canceled right and they need to be held accountable whether that's in the court of law or whether that's socially uh, it could be them losing brand deals it could be all kinds of things right you know there should be consequences and i agree with that i do think though that we need to look on a bigger level and really figure out is this person sorry right especially if it's something that they've said you know if someone is you know out here um doing terrible things uh, to, to people and, you know, things that are non-consensual and all that, then yeah, like, I mean, hopefully they can learn from it. But I mean, at some point, you got to be like, this person is just a bad person, right? But if someone has said something in the past or made a joke that's offensive or made comments that are offensive, yeah, I do think they should be held accountable. However, I want to see what they say about it now. And I don't mean just a notes app apology. I know that that's common and I get it. You know, that's a start, but I kind of want to hear them personally. I want to see them on video if they can. I want to see them maybe on a podcast being interviewed about it. I want them to explain why they're sorry and explain what they're doing to learn from it and how they've learned from it, right? Whatever got them canceled, I want to hear if they really are sorry, why are they sorry? How were they in the wrong and what they're doing to learn from those situations to become a better person, right? So that's what I mean. It's like, I do think people are redeem, can redeem themselves. And I do think that sometimes the internet jumps on people right away and attacks them before maybe all the facts are out. But at the same time, sometimes people deserve to be canceled. So I can see both ends of the spectrum. I just think that we need to be careful because if we're canceling everyone and everything, then I feel like maybe that movement of, you know, holding people accountable, maybe people take it less seriously, right? If people are getting canceled all the time. Well, I think, I don't know the proper expression for that, but it's almost like if you see too much of something, you start to take it less seriously. Oh, and that's obviously not for everything because sometimes the more voices that you have, the more powerful the message. But sometimes if there's just too much in your ear, people start to just kind of block it away. So yeah, I agree with you. It, it becomes, um, I don't oh, know if like it's oversaturation. Norm- yeah, is it oversaturation or normalized? I feel like there's a word for it. And it's like, you know, a lot of people say in the media, right? The more that we see these school shootings and things happening around the world, a lot He's of sensitized. people- Desensitized. Oh, Desensitized. Literally, you and I are on the same wavelength because <laughs> we think the same way sometimes. Yes, desensitized to it. 
Um, that's what I mean is, yes, people need to be held accountable. I do think cancel culture has um, good intentions and there's, uh, there's a lot of great things that can come from it. I'm just saying that I don't want people to become desensitized to it if everyone and everything is being canceled because people can learn from their mistakes. Exactly. Well, it takes away the powerfulness of something. Like if exactly. you cancel, for example, if you cancel someone and that's not done all that often, that can make people go, whoa, reflect on why were they canceled? Have mm-hmm. I done anything that could possibly reflect that kind of behavior? But if everybody gets canceled, then it's just, it just becomes almost trendy or like, oh, nothing really matters. You can get canceled for walking out your front door. Yes. I'm being like dramatic, but of you course. know where I'm coming. Yeah. Also, no one's perfect. Have you had that? Jeff and I just can't stop eating chips. I'm not going to eat a lot because we're recording and I already ate a lot today. But oh my gosh, I want chips. Sour cream and bacon by Ruffles. Ooh, that actually sounds really good. Um, and then we bought these uh, kettle chips, salt vinegar, but they were so crunchy, so crispy, so salty, so uh, vinegary. We were oh. eating them on our drive home and I was like, these are hands down the best chips I've ever had. Transitioning to another topic. I recently got lip injections, which Katie knows about. And Katie has seen. Katie, what do you think? I love them. They look great. So I only got hat. And, you know, anyone who's thinking about it, do your research, talk to a medical professional, like see if it's right for you, whatever. I'm just talking about my own experience here. So I only got half of a. That was so funny, Ryan. Why? Do your research, like seek a medical professional, like blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I don't know. This is just me giving you my freaking experience. (laughs) (laughs) Did just a little bit in the bottom lip, but mostly my top lip, which my top lip is very thin. And so it added some volume. It's not super obvious. Like at first when I was sending you Snapchats, it was definitely puffed up and it was a bit more obvious. But now it's, it's back to kind of a somewhat like normal looking, natural looking level. And I'm happy with it. But at first, there was like one part of it that was a bit lumpy. And I texted Katie Jones and I was like, Katie, like, I love my lips, but like, this is really bothering me that it seems like there's these like nodules or like these little bumps inside my lip in this one part. Like, I don't know if I should go back and maybe they should fix it. I don't know if I should get the other half. And Katie flipped out on me. I didn't mean to flip out. I didn't flip out. Why don't you make like expand this conversation a little bit (laughs) okay well okay katie you could probably explain yourself on this but basically katie just responds she's like ryan why do you always do this why are you doing this yourself like why are you sabotaging this like be happy for once like be happy about the fact that you finally did something for yourself and blah 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 like your intentions were good but like she, you sent like two long like paragraph texts. I think it was like a long text for you. Like usually, well, I was just like I was just. I mean, I am normally pretty short, but I was just like passionate because, as you all know, Ryan and I have been friends for like we're approaching almost a decade now, which is crazy. Oh my goodness. But- it's one of those things that like Ryan's an overthinker and mm-hmm. to all of us that know and love him, it's one of his best attributes. It's also one of his worst, just like all of us for the most yeah. part in life, your best quality is also your worst, depending on your perspective. But it's one of those things where I was so happy that Ryan did something for himself that he had wanted done. And, you know, he spent the money and he did the research to find the appropriate medical professional to do it. And it wasn't even like 
48 hours later that he's questioning it. And this is what I'm going to do if it doesn't work out. And this is how I'm going to handle it. And it wasn't like, I understand, especially when there's money behind, if you've put, or especially if you've done something medically to your body, that you are totally within the rights to go. If I don't like it, if I'm not happy with it, satisfied, this is what I'm going to do. But I just felt like it was a typical Ryan response. I'm going to self-sabotage my happiness before I even know if I'm happy or unhappy about it. Like <laughs> give yourself a week or even two weeks. Yeah. Like you put something in your body that you weren't born with that you've never had before. Your body yeah. is going to naturally go, what the hell bleep, bleep, bleep is this? <laughs> and it was just one of those things. It's not that I didn't understand it. Like, you know, oh my God, what did I go to the wrong person? Or did I, you know, have a waste of my money? Or have I made like a long lasting effect? It wasn't that I didn't have the empathy, but I just no, wanted I to know. like strangle you and hug you at the same time and be like, how about you just like live in the moment? You did this, you spent the money. It's probably going to look fantastic. And then a week, if it doesn't work now, then we'll talk. But yeah, I'm sorry if it came off abrasive. I just want you because you're such an overthinker. And that's why you're successful is because you're an overthinker. You're not lazy. But I just thought, oh, my God, can't, are you ever just going to do something for yourself that you don't then criticize the moment yep. after it happened? Yeah, the you way know, you that, explain that's it. That's my rant over. It's my rant over. The way that you explain it, I definitely understand where you're coming from. And you were right. I did jump the gun a little bit. I'm kind of starting to freak out. Like, what if my lip stays like this? There's a little bit of a nodule. And anyways, after a couple of days, it's not even like it's not even lumpy there anymore. It just looks normal. And my lips look natural. And usually from what I've I've heard is that it, you know, it can fade within like six to 12 months. And I don't know if I'll get it done again. I really like I really liked the way that they did it. I was with someone that, you know, had 20 years experience doing um, lip injections. And uh, yeah, it was a really great experience. And I'm happy with the result. And I'm happy to have friends like Katie. In the moment, I was like, what? What is she going off about? But now when you explain it, Katie, you always just have my best interests at heart. So thank you. And oh, you're so welcome. And you know what? I should definitely probably work on my delivery sometimes. <laughs> I just, I just like how you want for me. I just want you to sometimes just realize I did a good thing. I'm a good person. You're not a hasty person. Like I know you did your research and yeah. I'm sure they look amazing. And I can't wait for you to plant one on my cheek. Oh, oh, well, that ties into our next topic, which is influencers that are partying and not following COVID protocol because you and I both know that I can't plan a kiss on your cheek anytime soon because of the pandemic. But some influencers are not getting the message and they're partying. They're traveling. They're all about, well, this is my business. I got to make content. So I've got to travel to these different places. But like, dude, it's a pandemic. Like, I just don't understand how some people don't get that. You know what I mean? No, I mean, absolutely. I can't, again, like we spoke about earlier, speak too much about the, um, the influencers kind of going around doing their things that don't follow them. But even within your own like uh, Facebook friends, like you can tell who's kind of adhering to them and who isn't. And I also find this kind of interesting. I've spoken to some people that have told me 
that uh, like some people I know overseas, just to clarify, that if they do get together with their friends, they definitely try to social distance and all of that, but they would never, ever put up photos. And I thought that was pretty smart. I mean, obviously, the smartest thing to do is to stay home and wear a mask and all of those, you know, government rules that we should be following. But if you are maybe going in someone's backyard and sitting six feet, maybe wearing a mask, just don't upload photos of that. So when you see people like out and about hugging their friend that, you know, they don't live with, like, you, you know, they're not in the same household and you know that obviously they haven't social distance. I'm not going to say the word ballsy, although I just said that it's totally immature and politically incorrect, but you have to have a lot of nerve dash be incredibly ignorant to think it's okay to go out break all the government rules put the public in your family and yourself at harm and then on top of it being public about that that was that was the decision that you made well yeah it's just like you're doubling down on dumbness in a way right oh wow i, I know down on you dumbness. Like that? alliteration i just thought of that in the moment like maybe i should write like songs you or need to write that poetry. down right doubling down on da- dumbness that's a tongue twister but it's so well well spoken but it's true because not only are they you know having going to parties or traveling in the middle of a pandemic but they're posting photos about it so of course you're gonna get flack for it and one of the stars uh, that got flack recently is addison ray I don't know if you've heard of her. She's a big TikTok star. TikTok. Did I say TikTok? TikTok star. TikTok. 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 You know, like Gwen Stefani song. Great song. Um, and now she's going. Yeah. Now she's actually released a pop song and um, she performed it on the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. But on her way out of the studio, she posed for a picture. She posed for pictures with fans and people actually noticed that her face covering wasn't adequate it was what looked like i guess um a shield that people put over their face when they're getting like hairspray or whatever on to cover their face and protect their makeup or whatever so basically it's like a glass shield like a glass mask she was putting in front of her face it seemed as she greeted fans took pictures with fans it's just not a good look you know i understand that you want to show off your your look but like people can watch and tune in to jimmy fallon and see your look you know i think that if you're taking a selfie with fans People will know, okay, it's Addison Ray in New York City. People are taking a photo. Like, in my opinion, just wear a normal mask. You don't have to put in in a glass object in front of your face and walk out and take pictures in the street of New York City. Um, It's just, it's not a good look, in my opinion. Um, Hopefully, she's learned from this, but it just speaks to how some of these online influencers are maybe not following the COVID protocol to a T. And there's a lot of people that look up to them. And I think at the end of the day, like I was kind of touching on before, you we should all be following the government rules. I know they're becoming increasingly frustrating. I'm Like I said before, the possibility of a third lockdown feels like we're going back in time. And I know it's hard, but... If you are making, even if you're not making a lot of money to be in the public as a public figure, Addison Ray and all you people, you are making a lot of money to do a TikTok dance. And I'm not saying that 
you don't have a good hard work ethic now that you've blown up as much as you have. I'm sure that you have very busy schedules, late nights, early mornings, strict routines. And I respect that for any age, but with responsibility becomes that much more responsibility. And we are going through a pandemic and you are basically the face of a lot of young women, young men, please just wear your mask because you are making probably a million dollars give or take on that performance, that appearance, that video. So if Mm -hmm. you can't put your mask up above your nose and then you expect the public to just agree with all of your decisions, then you need to kind of maybe remove yourself from how important you think that you probably are and just come back to the basics. Cause I don't like, not being able to see my friends and the conversation of a third lockdown breaks my heart, but that doesn't mean I'm going to not do what I have to do to follow the rules, protect myself, protect my family, my friends, and get our world back moving and grooving. So if you want to make, you know, $7 million a year on TikTok, wear a mask. hundred percent. I agree with you. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and Ryan for having me. We're going to close this episode off with revenge sleep. Is that right, Ryan? Revenge bedtime procrastination. Revenge bedtime procrastination. So (laughs) that's a tongue twister. So yeah, I just want to quickly say again, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for having me and Ryan, take it away. So all of a sudden, I'm just going to see Katie Jones log out of the Zoom. (laughs) No, I have a chicken pot pie to make. I know. I know. Okay. well, we love having you on. Of course, this is both of our babies. And anyways, I always love chatting with you. And I feel like we're going to continue to do episodes. So, yeah. So revenge, bedtime procrastination. I read about it in a Huffington Post article. And basically, since the pandemics began, a lot of people were like, well, I'm spending more time inside. So I'm going to have more time to do the things that I love. But actually, they are getting less sleep than ever before, according to this article. And what happens is this whole revenge bedtime procrastination is you're so busy during the day. And finally at night, maybe you have some time to yourself and you push your bedtime back a little bit to, you know, scroll social media, uh, watch your favorite shows, things like that. And I guess it's even more common now. Uh, It's seemingly increased actually because Uh, or during the COVID-19 pandemic. So I was wondering, Katie Jones, have you caught yourself pushing your bedtime back a little bit, um, scrolling through your phone on Twitter or TikTok or anything like that? Uh, No. You and I were talking briefly about this before we started recording. And I'm not saying this is like a blanket kind of answer for everybody, but I personally feel like people are kind of, Probably, I don't know. Now I feel like I'm generalizing and I'm wrong. But my point is, I think that we, for the most part, are sticking to our regular routines and pushing them or decreasing them a little bit. Like, I like to stay up later on the weekends and drink wine and hang out with my boyfriend and do that. But in the week, I like to be in bed at a certain time. And I'm pretty strict with that. And Maybe sometimes like I go straight into my room and I set my alarm and that's it for the night. Maybe sometimes I 
go on my phone a bit, but I'm pretty routine. Whereas I know other people aren't so routine. So I don't know. I don't think I'm the right person to answer this because my sleep schedule has not really changed from the pandemic. I wake up with a lot less purpose. I'll say that much like, but I still, even when I'm not filming and even when we were in lockdown, I still get up and out of bed at seven or quarter to seven, even if I have nothing to do that day other than laundry, which can be done at any time or a walk again, anytime. I still like to stick to a pretty good routine. Um, my boyfriend being a farmer, he's the same way. He has a meeting every morning, seven days a week at 7am. So pandemic or no pandemic, he's at that meeting. So from for our household, we're very routine. We also have five animals, they need to be fed, you know, the same time every morning, the same time every night, give or take. So yeah, I don't really feel like my overall schedule has changed. I can understand, I guess, people scrolling Instagram later, longer in the evening. But I feel like if you were already someone that put themselves into bed and then stayed on Instagram for two hours, you were probably doing that before COVID. Maybe COVID makes you do it for like an extra 20 minutes. But if you are someone that gets to bed and goes straight to the phone, you were, I just feel personally like you were doing that before the pandemic. What do you think? Well, I, I do think that what you said was very interesting. I do think I disagree. Well, I don't disagree. I just feel like I'm a little bit different where I do find myself doing this. But what you said was really great is that even on the days where maybe you're not going into work or you just want to have purpose or whatever, you're still up at that time every day. You're still going on your walks. And from what I've heard, that's one of the key things during this pandemic or in lockdown or being stuck inside is to keep those routines, you know, make your bed, get up, maybe do a little bit of a workout in the morning or wherever you need to do. And I catch myself some days where I'm not really doing that, but the days that I'm making my bed and going to the gym and walking, I feel so much better excuse me, I burped because of the rosé. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to love that. So, but I do find myself doing this sometimes, Katie, where like I'm up later and I'm scrolling through TikTok. Yes, I do think this is something that people are probably doing before, but I think especially since people, most people, I would say, don't have to commute into work right now because of the pandemic. A lot of people are working from home. I think then, then they have to wake up a little bit less earlier. So maybe they will spend a little bit more time on their phone at night because they know they just have to get up, put on some sweatpants, open their laptop and start working rather than taking an hour public transit ride or doing the morning commute. Like, do you remember those days? So I don't know. I definitely see myself doing this a little bit. I'm wondering if our, our listeners uh, can relate to this at all, or if maybe they're more on your side, Katie, where it's like, you know what? The pandemic hasn't really shifted my patterns with that. It's an interesting one. Yeah, no, I mean... Again, like everyone's different and I'd love to hear from the listeners as would you in terms of, you know, what they're doing. For example, I don't typically start work till nine or nine thirty, depending on the day, but I still wake up, you know, like I said, quarter to seven, even though I don't have to take that one hour drive just because why sleep in that extra hour when I can pack it filled with other stuff. So we're all just different, you know? Like watching reality shows? Like watching reality, which <laughs> I'm totally caught up in all of my stuff. So me too. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about this um off the podcast because I'm caught up also and 
for anyone that wants a new reality show to watch, I would say Floribama Shore. I find it so entertaining. I know, Katie, you've been watching, like, we're, what, five episodes in, six episodes in, and, like, every episode has been so interesting, intriguing, dramatic, entertaining, uh, concerning. It's just what a reality show kind of I would is, say it's right? concerning, it and that's about yeah. it. I don't like... I'm not a fan of Floribama Shore. Like, I don't, I don't hate it. I watched it. I thought the uh, previous seasons while they're in Florida were better. I understand why they're isolated now because COVID. I think, and this is going to sound terrible, and this is not an knock on mental illness, people, but I'm sorry. The only entertaining thing about this season is Gus and Amy and her ridiculous hair, and I think she's hilarious. But other than okay. that it's not that great anyways guys i've got to go i've got to make a chicken pot pie and i think it's time that ryan we love and we leave each other oh love and you leave so you love alliteration too well you know me i'm extremely poetic <laughs> well if you all listening you already know the drill if you want to follow is this adulthood on social media it's is this adulthood on instagram and ita underscore podcast and Katie Jones, if you want to share your your Instagram and Twitter and you want people to be, um, you know, interacting and seeing your tweets, which, by the way, still haven't started up again. I haven't seen many tweets from you recently. Feel free to share that info now. Um, Well, I don't really tweet anymore, but my Instagram is 01KATIE Jones. And sorry that's my twitter that's how much i don't do social media and my instagram is ktw jones wow i also deleted all my tweets the other day so i was like what just start anew yeah did you? let's just start anew yeah i did oh what i didn't even notice I, there's some iconic tweets i know i but it's like uh lindsey lohan i think she deletes them every year oh but okay. anyways we love you thanks for listening All right. Thanks again, Katie. Can't wait to do another episode with you. Can't wait. Bye. Bye.